if you're giving yourself a false sense of urgency to create either because of self-imposed, like you believe that you should, or that fear of losing it, then that's when you can stifle that magic that can happen in the future. You're listening to Honest Combos with Karen and Marsha, a podcast about self-growth and personal development for entrepreneurial women. We discuss going from a limited mindset to a growth mindset, self-love, confidence, goal smashing, and much more. And And now, now, on on to to the episode. Karen, five Tuesdays in March. How did that happen? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, we picked a good month to talk about managing stuff. We are ending the month with managing your creativity With your creativity, if you don't use it, you'll lose it. But there is a good way to harness your creativity so that you don't start out on the path and then just end up detouring and then taking a detour from the detour and because it can become like this big maze of mirrors. And so that's what we'll be talking about today, managing your creativity. Yeah, no, um, I love this topic just because there's so many ways to be creative. And I feel like there's a lot of times, especially when I'm working with clients and coaching, like they don't even realize that they are creative or that they have been creating or they don't even identify themselves as an artist, which, you know, your art doesn't have to be visual. It can be just words that you are typing and writing up. This can be a form of art, the podcast that we do. Like there's so many different ways to be creative. And so it's like first just recognizing that, like how am I expressing my creativity? So thinking about that for me, it's definitely writing. When I'm the most creative is when I'm writing. And so if I have to identify with one type of like creative persona, it would be writer. And I, and I used to wonder like, what's the difference between a writer and an author, you know? Cause I was like, I want to be an author. But then when I learned like author is someone who creates ideas and then a writer is literally someone who writes them. So I was like, oh, that's interesting. So a good example is like, as I'm working on a book right now, Business Model Basics, um, which is going to be coming out soon for the agency. And so one of the things that I listened to was like, oh, you know, you don't have to actually write the book. You can just speak the book, record yourself, and then send it off to be like transcribed or whatever. And that's supposed to be a hack to write a book fast. But because I'm a writer, if I speak it, that completely takes away the part that I actually am creative and into, which is the writing. (laughs) So I was like, I tried it. I tried to do like a couple of chapters that way. I was like, this is not going to work for me because my best ideas, my best creative juices flow when I'm actually writing it. So if I'm not writing it, then I'm not being creative the way I I work as a creative. So that's something that I learned, you know, about myself. And so now when I'm thinking about how I'm going to produce things and write things, like I know, so I can manage that creative flow. I can kind of be, get into it better because I'm, I'm aware of that for myself, if that makes sense knowing yourself and knowing what works best for you. I mean, that's half the battle, right? 
but I do know my process too. And that's how I get ideas on what to talk about, like either on social media or Facebook lives. Like it's something that swirls around in my head and then I'll write about it and then I'll speak about it. So I know my process too, but like, what do you think about that? Like, do you think it could be bad if you weren't super regimented and like, oh, I'm doing my morning pages at night or like managing your creativity in that way? Is that a negative thing, do you think? No, yeah, I think it's good to be aware of when you naturally get an infusion of creative juices. (laughs) And so for me, unfortunately now, it does most often happen at night for me, which the reason I say it's unfortunate is because I have to get up early. And so that means that I'm usually trying to shut down my brain and tell my brain, okay, chill, that's a great idea, but let's think of it in the morning because I need to go to bed. And I end up with a lot of voice notes. I mean, my voice memos app is very, uh, I was just telling my mom the other day that I need to like go back and listen to some because I know there's some gold in there because that's what happens. I'll get ideas and then I'll just kind of say it real quick because I don't want to lose it. And the the biggest lie ever told is I'll remember Oh, I'll remember that. No, you won't. (laughs) You totally will not. So I have to do a little quick voice note so that it doesn't completely escape me. But there's also a level of discipline that you need to have too. So it's like, yes, I might get like my creative ideas at night and, and I might have like, there might be times when I get like a creative burst where I'm like, oh my goodness, like that's the best idea. Let me just like write the whole book right now. But you have to have that discipline too. So I don't believe in writer's block. You know, like people be like, oh, writer's block. I don't know what to write. I don't believe in that. I feel like it's a creativity block. So, and you can train yourself to just like really tap into those creative juices when you need to. And it does require a lot of discipline. So every day I write, no matter what, I might not feel like it. I might be like, I don't have any ideas or my juices aren't flowing. Like it doesn't matter. I still write journaling, of course, but also like actual writing stuff, um, which I'm going to revive my blog at some point because I have a lot of material, but, (laughs) but it's like, you, you really kind of have to just make yourself like, sometimes I'm like, I don't know what to write today. Like, I don't know what to talk about. I don't know what I want to, what am I even thinking? So a lot of times it, sometimes it's very focused. Like I'm working on a book. So like I'm writing a chapter, I'm focused on that topic. And then sometimes it's free flowing. I'm just like typing up a whole bunch of stupid things in my head. And then I find a groove and then I kind of make sense later. But if I wasn't forcing myself to like, just sit down and write, even though I wasn't quote unquote feeling it at the time, then I wouldn't be getting into that habit. So you have to kind of just make it happen sometimes. (laughs) Um, Something that I do, because I tend to get hit with inspiration, like if it's during the day, like during the work week, I'm fine with it. (laughs) But when it annoys me, like on the weekend or something, I have my time blocks in my Google calendar. So like Monday is content planning. And so I'll just add it like a recurring meeting so I just have it saved for every recurring meeting and then that way depending on what type of content I want to share that week like I might use it or I might not but it's like you are actually putting it down 
I do think like actually putting it somewhere like either a journal or a Trello board or whatever, it's a good idea because you can go back to it. Yeah, expanding on it at that present moment may not necessarily be the best use of time. But like, I do believe in the muse and I do believe that she'll hit you sometimes. And it's like, you just need to be like, okay, I got 30 to 45 minutes because I need to get this out because I am being guided to speak about mm-hmm. this right now. But like, we can't live our lives like that in today's society. So, cause I, I do, I like, I see words and they'll come to me and it'll be like, you know, like compelling copy type stuff that I know will translate well to readers, but like, I'm not going to just create a Canva image that, you know, like just have it like uproot everything. Yeah, it is important to capture those ideas. I, I definitely agree. And I think it's twofold because I do agree with uh, what Elizabeth Gilbert writes in Big Magic about ideas being like a living, breathing thing. And that if you don't grab onto it, it's going like, to go to the next person. A perfect example of that is my side hustle quick start course, because I had that idea for like a year before I finally like manifested the the digital physical form of it. And during that process, while I was stewing on it, trying to figure it out, like, do I really want to do this? Why do I keep having this idea? I started to see like other people pop up with their like side hustle courses. And I was like, oh, really? that's my idea. Like, that's my idea. And then I would hear that little voice be like, yeah, but you're not doing anything with it. (laughs) You know? So, so I do think there is um, some truth to that because I've experienced it, but also on the flip side of that, I don't think I would have created what I created if I had done it at a different time. So it's like, yes, you want to grab those ideas, but also when it happened, it just happened for me. Like I put, I put the webinar together. I did a live weekend to test the content with some students. And then I packaged it into a digital product. Um, You know, that's when Candace came in and helped me build the funnel. And then that's when we got the idea for the agency, like everything that happened the way it did, if I had done it at a different time, wouldn't have happened the way it did, you know? So it's like twofold, but I never let the idea go. Like I'd never dismissed it. I never was like, well, anyway, I'm not doing that. Like I knew, okay, I do want to put this course together. I do want to do this, but I just didn't act on it as fast as I thought I should have at the time. But then when it all came together, I was also like, oh, trust the timing. So (laughs) yeah, we talk about that every time or not every time, but we talk about that so often about trusting the timing because sometimes it is just being on the runway for a little bit longer than you expected. But then once it's takeoff time, like, it's, I mean, it just, it just all starts to come together. And I think that's like a huge testament to having faith and to trusting yourself and your creativity and your purpose and why you're here. And just knowing like when you can, that's like the abundance mindset, you know, like when you know that when you're not giving yourself a hard time about creating stuff or like oh if I don't do something about this right now there if if you're giving yourself a false sense of urgency to create either because of self-imposed like you believe that you should or that fear of losing it then that's when 
you can stifle that magic that can happen in the future. So I love it. Yeah. Because yeah, we've Absolutely. we've had yeah, we've had that happen multiple times, Karen, where we're like, and it's that, yeah, you should go through your voice memos because like I'll go through stuff in the past and I'll just be like, because sometimes you do hit those creativity blocks and it's either because like your personal life is super busy or like it's just that time of the month where you have like a lot of brain fog or whatever. And you can scroll through your stuff and just be like, and just become inspired and then create something from that. So having like your Rolodex of creative ideas. I love it. But stay, stay on brand though. Like don't get, you know, (laughs) sometimes we have some weird creative ideas, I think. And it's like, Mm -hmm. yeah, that is a, a good point. Like if you have a business and you're building a brand, you do want to uh, be creating things that make sense, right, for that business, for that brand. Um, and if you have other ideas that don't quite fit, then it might be something to think about. Is that a, a project you can do with someone else? Like this podcast is a good example. I love doing it with Marsha and what we talk about here and the theme and everything. But this would this kind of content doesn't really quite fit in my personal brand and definitely not my agency. So it's not something I would do on my own in that context, but for us doing it together, it makes perfect sense the way that, you know, it comes together. So, you know, think about if it's something that you really are into, if there's another way to express that idea, if it doesn't quite fit, but don't try to fit a round peg into a square hole. I don't know the saying, but yeah. And you can pivot sometimes, a good example, a pivot-ish, you know, I hate that word after last year. I mean, we've heard so much about pivot, 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 but um, a good example is um, the course that I took or the certification that Candace and I took for, um, to become Funnel Gorgeous Certified Master Marketers. So Funnel Gorgeous is a marketing company. They are focused on um, now teaching, certifying people to become master marketers. You know, they focus on offer and funnel strategy, copywriting and design for your funnel and your digital assets and all that. Well, in the process of that, people kept asking them, like, but what about what goes into the funnel, like the course itself? Like, how do I create a great course, right? And so they recently came out with Course Chemist, which is amazing. Of course, everything you do is amazing, but um, you know, they even had to explain, like this isn't really our normal content. Like we don't normally talk about this. This is instructional design. And, um, but they kind of like swagged it into the fold in a way, which I thought was kind of brilliant because they're like, yes, you know, we're a marketing company. We talk about marketing. This is a course about in- instructional design. So it doesn't really fit. And we don't talk about marketing in that course. We talk about how to create a great course, but also creating a great course is also great marketing because it sells itself. Like people finish it, they talk about it. They're like, oh my God, this course was amazing. So it kind of like gets you that word of mouth. And so I was like, that's so smart. The way they related it back to their original purpose, even though it was kind of a total like total opposite thing like we're talking about marketing but now we're going to tell you how to build a course so I thought that was kind of brilliant how they did that so you can think about that too like if you have ideas that don't quite fit is there a way that it can just make sense though you know what I mean that's the thing like if people are asking you for something and you keep hearing it those are the red threads like if people keep asking you and then go towards that and just navigate it and investigate it and 
you can't go down every path, but I mean, it's that, that might be like one of their top sellers because it's what the people wanted and they made it. Mm -hmm. And then, so the people who wanted it, who who are taking it, they're going to share about it. And yeah, that's some, yeah, it's very interesting. And that's how I kind of felt about, um, when I was transitioning from sort of like being the mommyhood mentor into like life and business coach. And the reason was, I thought I was all about, you know, helping moms live their best life and and everything, but I kept having non-moms or people that wanted to coach with me about topics that had nothing to do with them being a mom or mom life. And so I had to really think about like, okay, well, how do I, like, I can still coach moms, but maybe that's not my actual brand, you know, (laughs) because it doesn't seem that that's like what people wanted or what they were coming to me for. And then to even start talking about business topics, which, you know, I'm not a millionaire yet. I'm on the way, but (laughs) so I was like, who am I to be a business coach? You know, I mean, never mind the fact that I have, you know, all the degrees and been in the business world for however long, whatever. I like, didn't think of any of that. We never do. Right. We always are like, who am I to do that? But, um, as I started talking to people and coaching them on business stuff, I was like, oh yeah, this does make sense. But so sometimes, you know, and, and I found like a lot of creativity in that, that I didn't even know was there. Cause I never thought about it before. So I do think there's an element of like listening to your audience that you're building and people that are coming to you and really finding those threads, like really paying attention to that because it might lead you in a path that you didn't really think of, but it could open up a whole world of creativity and creative, creative juices and, and all sorts of ideas and excitement that you didn't even think about before. Yeah. It's the ultimate creation because it's co-creation through Mm -hmm. connection right? So like people are bringing something out in you that you then create and develop and then it connects you more with them. So it's a beautiful thing. So I think what we're saying is to manage your creativity, make sure you're not chasing any butterflies into a deep dark (laughs) forest, you know, like try to capture what it is that's hitting you there's no freaking rush Karen could you imagine in 2013 us eight years later like working together on this and like just every all the ups and downs we've been through for me I'm extremely I I feel like I have like extremely wild expectations of my abilities because I've been able to do a lot and proven that I can, but it's like, but there's no freaking rush. Mm -hmm. The pandemic, like that should have taught all of us. So like, there's going to be ebbs and flows. Like there's times where you just can't ever get stagnant. As long as you know, like, okay, I'm doing my work. I'm doing the best to my ability. You know, I'm growing. I have installed. Then I think just having that lack of urgency could be a really good thing because that's when you realize the things that are going to stick around that are going to be your legacy. Absolutely. Any closing thoughts, Karen? No, this has been a great month of episodes all about managing, managing all the things. And yeah, I mean, March is done. So (laughs) it's like on to April. 
Thanks so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, leave us a five-star review and subscribe on your favorite podcast player. For show notes and ways to connect with us, go to www.honestconvospodcast.com. 